Hello, hello. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Emilia Nordhuk. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about the story that I have to tell you. So let's go ahead and just dig right into the meat of it. Aloha, gentle listeners, and welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Amelia Nordark, and I've got a great story for you today. Well, I think it's a great story. It's kind of a weird story. Um, so I'm just going to dive into it. Uh, uh, so I'm back in Iowa. Um, my father's had his surgery, and all has gone well, and, um, you know, he's recovering. And um, I'm a week out uh, from heading off to Amsterdam for my my life <laughs> finally um so there's going to be uh the next podcast will be around that <clears throat> the next episode uh and uh and I'll be talking more about that as I um try to start my life over as a expat in the Netherlands um so it should be fun but but right now, you know, as I, as I hang out in Iowa for the next week and uh, take care of my parents and the dogs, I, I find it really interesting that when you're trying to um, put change into action, right, when you're doing any kind of big move, the universe seems to shift a little bit. And so, like, for every action, there's a reaction, and so yesterday I had this experience when I was walking the dogs. I'm still trying to make sense of it. It was very strange and it was, it was frightening. Um, so, so, I, <laughs> so I'm just going to dive into it. So I take the dogs for a walk where I always take the dogs for a walk and I have three of them. It's a bit of a circus with my big dog who's like 60 pounds and then the two little dogs. But the two little dogs are wily and quick. <laughs> so I never let them off the leash. Sometimes I let Lele walk off the leash. Um, if there's nobody there, then I put her on the leash and we all do our commands and sit as other dog owners with their dogs um, pass us because the dogs really need to learn how to sit and behave. And, and especially with the little puppy, I don't want her reacting or barking or, or showing any kind of aggression when other dogs and people come along. So, so we're walking in this, uh, in this reserve, uh, down by the river. It's really beautiful. And there's usually never anyone there. And people who are there are just really great because it's a public space and there's a dog leash, right? So, uh, dog leash law. So people, <clears throat> you know, respect that. And, uh, it's really nice. It's beautiful. There's deer and, and little squirrels and stuff like that. Um, so, so we're walking and I see in front of me that there's, um, there's some people coming towards me with dogs. So I, you know, I make sure all the dogs are leashed up and I, you know, begin to pull them over. And then I look up and one of the dogs is running straight towards us and it's a big dog. And, and, you know, if you're familiar with dogs at all, you know that you can't tell like what kind of behavior, <laughs> like any dog, like it could be the best dog in the world. Uh, my dog is the best dog in the world to humans. She will do anything. She saved Matt's life. You know, she's brilliant. She's a shero. Um, but man, if you put a little dog running at her, she will snap and she will go into like defense mode for sure and, and do her fear aggression thing. And so it's really important that when she interacts with other dogs that it just be in a calm, neutral space. 
And, you know, so I tried to do that. Well, this dog is rushing at us and I don't see the owners running after it. So I start yelling and I have a really high pitched uh, voice when I go into that, um, that yelling phase. It's, you know, I, I don't call it the voice of authority. And I joke often that I, I don't have a voice of authority when I have to go up that high because there's something like children and animals do not want to listen to you. <laughs> they don't want to listen to me. That's for sure. Um, but, but when you're, you know, when you're nervous and you're, you're in a situation like that. So, and I'm like, yeah, you're a dog, you know, and I sound like Kermit the frog essentially. Um, and it's a little bit, I'm sure it's annoying and horrible, but, you know, I also am trying to control my three dogs and I don't know how this dog is going to behave. Um, so the dog gets up close to us and goes right into Lele's face and, and she just reacts with a simple, like, she snaps at this dog and, and the dog backs off. And so then Lele sits down and and so then, you know, I'm looking for the little dog. The Pekingese is only 12 pounds. And so I definitely, you know, don't want anything to happen to her. But then my parents' other dog, who's a Westie, somehow breaks free of, of the, the, I'm holding her leash in my hand. And I, I, I think I just think that she's never going to break free. <laughs> so she does. And, and then she starts like circling us and like pushes the dog back. Right. So she's doing some defensive, um, you know, maneuvers and she pushes the dog back. In the meantime, I'm like, I'm still yelling to, you know, at these women, because it turns out they're women to get their dog. And then I say, you know, get your effing dog. <laughs> and, and I'm really upset because I, I still don't know like what's going to happen. And, and then they start yelling back and it's horrible. It's like, they start calling me names, derogatory names. And, and it's just like, like my brain doesn't even register like what is happening here. Like your dog is rushing my dogs and you're calling me names. <laughs> like, And then they start threatening me and they start saying things like, well, we're just going to let, cause they have two other dogs too. And they're like, we're just going to let all our dogs up and attack you. And I was just like, wow, what's happening? Stop, just stop. <laughs> and, um, and, and then their dog starts to walk back and, you know, they haven't run up to get the dog. They haven't said anything to me. And then they just start, you know, calling me a bitch and all of these blah, 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 awful things. And I'm just like, I'm just kind of blown away because I'm like, what is going on in the situation? Like, and then I start to feel like, like this is really menacing. Like, like they're not backing down. And then they threaten to beat me up. And now I'm really like, oh, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> like, oh, Amelia, I don't know what's happening here, but you need to get your dogs and get out. I don't have my phone. I don't have anything. I'm alone. Like, it's just us, you know, in this isolated, wooded bike path area. And I immediately recognize, like, how, like, a place that I thought was safe, how quickly that can turn to be a menacing, dangerous place with people that I had never seen, you know, that I had never thought to, to see as someone who I would be threatened by. I never thought that I would be threatened by women. And I really never thought, and then it, it occurs to me that they're very white blonde women. And I'm like, I just, and I'm in Iowa and Iowa is an open carry state. And most people I know it doesn't matter what their political affiliation, if they're into guns, they probably have an open carry. 
And, um, and, and then I become seriously freaked out because I, you know, so now they're threatening, you know, letting their dogs loose and beating me up. And so, you know, we just turn around and we start walking back to the car. We're like a half a mile in. So it's, so it goes quickly and, and it seems like they've turned around. And so, um, occasionally I stop to look back and I don't see them following me. So I feel pretty okay. So we get back to the car. I get everybody in. Everybody's happy and calm down. You know, we did get to have some great walk. And um, and so I get in to drive uh, back to my parents' house. And I, I pull into this like back road that's like, again, isolated by the dump. And, um, or not by the land, um, uh, like green waste dump. So it's not like icky. It's just green waste um, for recycling and wood chips and stuff like that. And and I drive back and there's these two cars parked alongside the, this road. It's a gravel road. And um, and I think, well, that's strange. And, and I look because I kind of slow down because I'm like, oh, I wonder if they need help. It's the women. <laughs> They're waiting for me. I'm just like, oh, my God. And so as I slow down and I look over, this woman makes this horrible scare. Like she makes a face at me with her hands and sticks out her tongue. And I'm just like, oh, my God, who, who are, are these women? Where, where did they come from? What is happening? And then they follow me. So I'm in this, <laughs> so I'm in this back road in the middle of Iowa with these women in an open carry state. And now I'm freaked out. There's a chance I may have seen too many Fast and Furious movies, but I'm going to use this to my advantage because I'm like, all right, all right, think, think, think. <laughs> what do you do? Again, I have no cell phone, so I, I don't call the police. And, um, but I decide, okay, like, like the, if this, if this was a group of men following you, you would drive straight to the police station. This is what you would do. I'm like, that is smart. That is exactly what you would do. That's what you're going to do because you were in a car and you were in a car. You can get out of here. Even if you break some laws, you can get out of here and be safe. Um, about like, more than 25 years ago, I was physically assaulted in my car at a stoplight. And one of the things I've I regretted, well, other than the assault itself, was that I didn't just leave, right? You know, because we're so hardwired to follow, like, the rules. So it was a red light, so I didn't just go. Um, it, it could have had a bunch of other issues. It could have been hit by a car coming the opposite direction, you know, but... Um, you know, so given that experience, I'm like, you're in your car, you are safe, just as long as you're in your car. So just keep, you know, driving and drive to the police station. And, and so I, of course, come to, um, the the intersection where I'm supposed to turn onto this highway back into town and there's a stop sign and I'm like, okay, don't stop long. <laughs> But stop. Okay. And then, you know, and there's a car coming and it's coming quite fast. And I would have usually waited for it, but I pull quickly in front of this car because I realize, okay, I can put this car between me and these women. And, um, and that plan worked. <laughs> that was good. So, um, and they're still following me. They're so, they follow me all the way into town. And, um, I mean, I guess there's a chance they, aren't following me and they just happen to be going in the same direction, stop by the side of the road after I pass them. 
Mm. But I'm pretty sure given the feeling in the pit of my stomach and the continued menacing sense that I get, that they're kind of following me and stalking me. And they probably have my license plate number by this point. So, <clears throat> so I get... So I follow my plan and I and I start driving through town towards the police officer. And because I have watched enough Fast and Furious movies, I'm quite quick <laughs> in the minivan. Um, and and I drive and I'm just like, okay, I think I've lost them. So I get into the parking lot of the police station and like I don't see anyone. So I I, I decide to go home. And um I get home, I park the, the car, and I get the dogs out, and I look at the back of my car, and I realize that I have the only I Heart Spam bumper sticker in probably all of Iowa, but for sure, Cresco. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I'm so easily identifiable. I'm like, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> Damn, that I Heart Spam bumper sticker. So, um and I just realized, well, at this point, I mean, you know, if they're going to, like, stalk me and, like, <laughs> drive down all the streets and look for me, like, there's just nothing I can do. Um, you know, we'll just have to, uh, you know, I can't stop crazy at this point. And I'll just have to, you know, figure out, like, if something happens. So I come inside and I tell my parents what, what have happened. And um, <laughs> they're just like, they look at me like, huh how soon are you leaving? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know, not soon enough, not soon enough. I get it. <laughs> so, um, so that's the story. And I'm just really, you know, sitting with it and trying to figure out like, what was the motivation of these women? Like, what was happening here? Like, did they see me as somebody who was not from there? And, you know, I'm like the other. So they felt like they, they were, like protecting something or they felt I, I just don't understand. I really don't understand it. So, but I'm going to stop giving it so much thought and, um, and realize that, you know, even though I've always seen other women, like in a dangerous situation, I've never seen other women as um, a threat to me. And I've always, you know, if I'm in a space and there's men who are menacing me or harassing me, I always look for other women, right? And, and this is the first experience where I'm like, Oh, oh, <laughs> like, like, it can't be taken at face value, that other women are indeed your allies. And, uh, and so that's something that I, that is the most disturbing thing out of, out of all of this is that, oh, there could be, like, now I have to think about that. Like, when I am in a space where I'm looking around to find allies and and think about, okay, like, are those women who are going to be allies of mine? Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of big. That's kind of a big thought. And um, then I realized that maybe that's a thought that a lot of people have, that they don't always assume that people are their allies because they they look a certain way. So maybe they're not their allies because they look a certain way. Oh, it really sucks. Why can't we just be nice to each other? <laughs> That's my wish for you today. Please go forward. Be kind, be gentle, be authentic, and create a space where people feel safe. It's really all we can do while we, you know, while we roll through this this life together. Let's be kind. Let's be generous. Let's 
Let's make sure people are safe. And for goodness sakes, take care of our dogs. We're here to take care of the animals too. So make sure dogs have a nice loving space. And, and you know, walk your dogs on a leash. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Peace out. Aloha. Thank you for joining me. And if you found this interesting or provocative or maddening, well, leave me a review and tell me about it. Drop me a line. Let me know some of your stories. And thanks again for joining me. I look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day. Be well. Stay present. Aloha. Aloha.